0: Hello, and thank you for joining us for news, reviews, and interviews from your favorite galaxy far, far away. My name is Pat, don't call me Padawan, Collins. And it's
1: the mayor of Alderaan here, Andy Hanlon. Andy, that's
2: mayor elect. And I'm Ryan, Sith the bed, Sherman Hess.
1: Yeah, well look, what about me? What are you, a monk? I'm a Sith Lord. Well, fellas, what's on the council docket today? Is Hera replacing
0: Cara Dune? Mina Masood to play Ezra? Bill Burr defends
2: Gina Carano. Star Wars official YouTube numbers are awful.
1: And we got a few things on the obi watch front to throw your way. So get ready for that and get ready for Lightspeed on Good Morning Alderaan.
0: Yeah. Nup, nup. Nup,
1: nup. He's no good to me dead. Nup,
2: nup. We're fine. We're all fine here how are you
1: I think you'll fill in my no. No. this is where the fun begins
0: okay fellas new intro new style I like this I like this a new energy along with our bed sithing new comrade Ryan Sherman Hess thank you again for joining us thank you for joining the council you passed all of the Jedi trials uh yoda had nothing but great things to say about you um you
1: know the you officially get to build your own new lightsaber
2: amazing yes just gonna find some kyber crystals and a cylindrical device to put them in
0: well knowing knowing what i know about you so far those shouldn't be too hard to find so uh but anyways let's get right into the news guys so our girl Gina Carano as we know may have stepped in a couple things she may not really th- th- I guess mm, she stuck to her guns good honor for that is maybe how I should phrase that
1: That's funny mm. because she has guns in the show she hey.
0: does. Yes hey.
1: yes
2: but she's very she's very muscular
1: Yes and she's got she's like python China. style guns she, she She's she's li- she's like China If China was still alive I would I would be did China pass away? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, really. Yeah. I think from cardiac
0: issues. Well, it's took
2: yeah. a dark turn.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love this energy. I love this energy. Let's keep new <laughs> energy. Let's,
0: let's carry this. Well,
2: let's I like talk this a about. Lot. Next subject is Chris
1: Benoit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Guerrero.
1: Oh, yeah, let's
2: oh, just hey, talk about
0: all our favorite Owen yeah. Art. <sighs> Job of the Hut.
2: I'm assuming Ric Flair.
1: Rick's, Not Rick's no, there yet. Rick's, Macho Man. Uh, rest in peace, Macho Man. Macho Man. man. Mm. Yeah. Bonesaw is
2: ready. I got you for 10 minutes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a there's a, a little video that I saw where it's one of those, like, nobody. And then it's got the colon. And then it said Pugs, colon. And it just had all the breaths of Macho Man, Randy Savage. Ooh. going. <laughs> It's just like super cut of all these deep breaths that he would take while he's all sweaty and jacked and he's got those 80s sunglasses on. It was beautiful, but uh, yeah, we're slowly starting to careen into what probably should be our next podcast of just wrestling lore. Uh, But anyways, Gina Carano, of course, was... A victim of cancel, um, cancellation. Cancel. I I say cancel like cancel the cult, the cancel culture cult. I'm say more know.
2: like a like a a victim of cancel of mm-hmm. the person.
0: Yes, exactly. She's uh, she she is canceled. Therefore, uh, I I think this is likely one of those rumors that were just leaked mm. intentionally to mm-hmm. see what the fans' reaction would be. Now, this rumor is that. Hera from the TV show Rebels, the Twi'lek, green-skinned female, mm. pilot, captain of the Ghost, she would be replacing Cara Dune's character in the Ranges of the New Republic show. Now, nothing's confirmed mm. yet. There's no actress tied to this whatsoever. There is nothing else aside from just this rumor that has been sprung into the media as to Hera Syndulla replacing Cara Dune in the ranges of the new Republic. I think Disney's just, again, trying to see what all us nerds Mm -hmm. are going to be. What's our reaction so far. I've seen nothing but positive. I think that's like a, I know people, there's definitely a big swing of people that are fighting for Cara Dune and fighting for Gina Carano. And you know, that's, that's a whole other set of political issues, but personally, I'd like to see Hera in a live action role.
2: I think even regardless of her replacing anybody, I think she should be in the show regardless like who cares if she's replacing Cara Dune or not like just she should have been in the show totally
0: yeah like the the ghost that that was called that was what the ship was called right the ghost i'm pretty sure uh it was in rogue one it mm-hmm. was one of those ships that's like in the background you could barely see it chopper is in the background of rogue one um uh so like she's a present character so i'm 100% with you that yeah having her in there let's like she kind of had a big role in the formation of this rebel cell that they're all a part of now. So um, yeah, I think seeing her in, in a live-action role would uh, uh, just further the character and further the rebellion's cause. Uh, I think that would kick a couple million asses.
2: Yeah, I think that'd be sweet. I think especially bringing back like a fan favorite from another animated series would be a great tie-in. Because I don't think there has been obviously Ahsoka's in Rebels but there hasn't been much other like direct references Uh, To Rebels, right? Right. So don't think.
0: Um, Yeah, not so far anyways. It's, uh, again, Filoni's new world, basically, where he's just incorporating, you know, not only old, old Star Wars relic, but also... Uh, Star Wars media that he's created in the animated universe and and bringing that forth and you know the, su- the continued success of the Mandalorian and the little insertions that have come in and come out of that show um, are showing that the fans love it the fans are all in with you know no, no one's pander or no one feels like it's too much pandering and mm-hmm. maybe I'm using the term no one very generally or very generously but um, uh, yeah no I'm I, I love i love those little kind of nods to be like oh I, they were animated now they're real life ah! mm-hmm. what well,
2: it makes it real right like because the shows are canon but at the same time they always felt a little separate for a while up until i'd say the last season of clone wars and then especially with the mandalorian just tying it all together just makes it that much more real
1: yeah i totally agree i think mandalorian made it way more real i mean last season of uh some of the stuff in Rebels was really good, just with the Vader stuff and Ahsoka. Mm, that's true. Um, and then they had Obi-Wan come back in Rebels with Darth Maul.
0: Uh, um, R.I.P. R.I.P.
1: Yeah. But uh, mm. I agree. It's good. Yeah. So it just, uh, it
0: just assists in furthering the characters. And it makes, you know, again, I think I said this last week as well. It just makes sense from a business point of view for Disney to encourage people if they want to get the most out of these live action shows, then yeah, mm-hmm. go back and rewatch that previous media in rebels in clone wars, um, just to get more of that depth and more of that understanding of these live action characters that's coming in now. Cause now it's like, it's like a more whole experience. And mm-hmm. again, I think you said it last week, Ryan, um, kind of, uh, creating or assisting in creating that big, um, Marvel style, multimedia multi-film yeah, yeah. universe that will come to some kind of culmination uh, down the line um, What, what, in what capacity that is I have no idea but I'm very excited to see what it could be
2: I think it'll be sick and next up uh, Mina is the front runner to play Ezra Bridger in the live action Ahsoka series what do you guys think about that
0: I like it uh, I like the <laughs>
2: Honestly, I, I'm a fan to get some, you know, Canadian blood in Star Wars. Um, you got Kim's Convenience there, so I'm all whoa, for whoa, it. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker, uh, Darth Vader. Who? Uh you guys can go both fuck yourselves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, true, true. But I mean, like, you know, more, more Canadians. More Canadian.
0: Um, you know, they're going to be like
1: good Canadians.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Canadians who can act. It, it was he was a victim of direction. I maintain that. I maintain. Sh-
2: Shattered, Shattered glass is a great movie.
0: Yeah, and the <laughs> L- life is a house. I that think it was another one. You, you ever see Awake with Jessica Alba? Oh, that fucking sucked. That was fucking intense. And I mean, I mean that not from like a critical standpoint. I mean, putting myself in an epithetical point of view, being awake and feeling It makes me not to want to have surgery. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. You know, I'll go Bob Marley style where it's like, nope, no surgery, no correction. No, man. I'm going out. No, man. No, man. But uh, yeah, only because I don't want to be awake during surgery where you see like the tear rolling down his eyes, even though they're taped shut. And he's undergoing a full blown like heart surgery or something. <gasps> was <gasps> it,
2: wasn't that movie called The Other Side of Darkness?
0: Uh, it was called Awake. Well, it was Awake, wasn't it? Awake. Yeah.
2: That awake. was that was a, that was a Seinfeld Deep Cut. Uh, that was the movie that Kramer watches about going into a coma. <laughs> and then he really wants the, the plug pulled on him as soon as he goes in the coma. That is right. very,
1: that was, a good, that was a good, good reference. Wow. Yeah. That's Clearly like, not that
2: good because hey we got it. I consider hey, myself
1: to be well-versed in the Seinfeld world and he got me. Speechless. <laughs>
0: Speechless. That's like. Let's just, let's just cut that part out that's like Ant-Man <laughs> that's like Ant-Man going like into the multiverse just yeah. like shrinking that that's, the quantum that's like realm. how deep you had to go into, star, into Seinfeld lore that was to a, pull that out like was a quantum Seinfeld reference there you go yeah, yeah. You, you definitely went quantum realm on that one Jerry you
2: ever seen the movie The Other Side of Darkness no it's about this woman in a coma well I couldn't finish watching it so I want you to read this I, Cosmo Kramer, having just seen the movie The Other Side of Darkness and not wanting to be in a coma like that lady in the movie, hereby want Jerry Seinfeld to remove my life support, feeding machine, lung mm-hmm. blower, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Can you do that for me, buddy?
0: Well, I don't know if what you have here constitutes a legally binding document. Well, I'm going to type it up. <laughs> you know,
1: I'm excited for me Mina Masood, though, to play Ezra. I, I, I think, think it'd be great. I think it's going to be a good casting. He's good, he he good in Aladdin.
2: I wasn't a huge fan of that movie, but...
1: You didn't like Aladdin? <laughs> I liked the original. Uh, I thought the remake of Aladdin was really well done. I liked it. See, yeah. you got to go into those like live action <laughs>
0: remakes full on with like zero expectations to be like, this is going to be dog crap.
1: This is going to be just like... I thought it was pretty oh. good.
0: <laughs> and when I went uh-huh. in with that expectation, I was like, all right, you know and what? And I mean, yeah,
1: Robin Williams Will Smith, isn't in it, obviously, <laughs> and Will Smith did his best, but overall I yeah. thought they did a good job. Yeah. Thought they did a good job. But uh we
0: are just going all straight like st- we should be like a multimedia style or a multi spring it back. Yeah, Let's yeah, we got to we got to recenter on the Star Wars here. Um excuse me. But yeah, Mina as um uh Ezra uh I can't really think of too too many other actors who would have really fit the bill, fit the age, fit the profile um as to what like he just looks exactly like a live action mm-hmm. version of Ezra so I I'm very excited for that um you know again it could be one of those Disney troll things to just like let's see what the fans reaction is and then cuz there's no official signing nothing's been done yet so it's like you know Mm-hmm. the people with the tinfoil hats on are, uh, 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 let's send it to those guys. And then it just kind of slowly flitters out from there to a lot of these multimedia, or sorry, news outlets. And and,
2: and, and has it been confirmed that Ezra's for sure going to, sh- it makes sense that she would show up in Ahsoka's show, but
0: I think his presence was confirmed. I think he will. But I, don't I imagine that's
2: part of the whole thrust of the whole show, right? Kind of her trying to find him and Thrawn.
0: That would make sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. I think Ahsoka is going to be like the big show that really does like a lot of, uh, a lot is going to hinge on it. And I use that term very knowingly thinking that it could go one way in its direction to carry on and by direction, I mean one timeline to carry on into the sequel trilogy Mm -hmm. or it's going to hinge to another direction. and continue on to this rumored new sequel trilogy that may be or may not be happening um Mm. with the spark of the world between worlds which is definitely going to be present you see it in the ahsoka type font face yeah it just looks like that world between worlds that was on rebels season four i think one of the last episodes like episode 12 um so that like the world between worlds is going to be touched on where you can change history. You can change fate and all of that. Um, So yeah, it's,
2: well, that's how she came back to life, right? She didn't, she not originally die in her fight with Darth Vader. No, I don't think we knew. We just knew it didn't go well. The door was closing.
0: Doesn't he pull her out? Ezra pulled her out? Ezra pulled her out, but that was in uh, season four. Mm. In season two at the season finale, When it happened, you didn't know. You saw the door close. You saw Ahsoka say, I'm not going to leave you again, Anakin. Mm -hmm. And then you saw Vader, like, swing his lightsaber, basically. But, Mm -hmm. and then you saw Vader walk out with no Ahsoka. So, you could then assume that she had perished at the Mm -hmm. hands or the lightsaber of uh, former homeboy Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader. However it was shortly after that that Dave Filoni wore that t-shirt to that conference that said Ahsoka lives. And Mm. then everyone goes buck wild and like, "Ah, bah! She didn't die after all. Because a lot of people were like, fuck out of Ahsoka. You didn't didn't mention it in season three, I don't believe. I don't think she came up at all. Or the Fulcrum character never came up. Mm. Um, Not that I recall anyways off the top of my head. But, um, yeah. So I I think you're right. It is going to lean heavily on the relationship of um uh, Ahsoka and Ezra and them trying to correct uh something that Thrawn's involved in who knows what that's Mm -hmm. gonna look like but uh, I think it's gonna be a biggie
2: didn't Filoni also confirm who does she the Mandalorian that's like her pal um that she goes and meets again she's got like the white hood again on wasn't he saying that that scene potentially happened after the Mandalorian you know what I'm talking about
0: no, I can't remember. When when Ahsoka has the white hood on?
2: Yeah, who's her, who's the, like, in her little crew, there's Ezra and there's this other Mandalorian chick. Oh,
0: Sabine Wren.
2: Sabine, mm. where she goes and meets Sabine at the end of Rebels, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, Filoni yeah. Filoni
2: said that that scene may or may not happen immediately after. within the timeline of Rebels. It may have actually happened after what happens in Mandalorian. So maybe that, that's why Sabine's not in the Mandalorian. So she gets the info about Thrawn. Goes to pick up Sabine, and then is on her way to
0: find Ezra and Thrawn. Very interesting. Yeah, I like that. Ooh, some good things ahead for this show. Absolutely, wunderbar.
2: This is a great podcast we're doing together.
0: This is this is blending lovely. <laughs> I love talking
2: about the Star Wars.
0: The wars, indeed. They are coming. They are coming for you. Speaking of uh, German accents, Bill Bird defends Gina Carano. Um, he kind of stood up for her, said she was nothing but an absolute sweetheart. Um, uh, okay, here's his quote. It's a weird time, Bill said on his popular podcast, unless she did some truly horrible shit. It said S star star star, which I can assume means shit, or said overtly racist shit, dot, dot, dot. I don't know. I think there is just too many channels. And then you got to do sensational shit. I'm on that fucking show. Now I got to watch what the fuck I say. So, uh, sorry, no, continuing on, I just scrolled down a little bit more. Uh, so he also added, she was an absolute sweetheart, super nice fucking person. Somehow someone will take the vi- this video and they'll make me say something else and try and get rid of my bald action figure. It's how it is out there. It's fucking crazy times. People just waiting, lying in the weeds. So it seems like he's kind of uh, empathizing, maybe not empathizing, but like, well, maybe empathizing. Just saying like, yeah, that could that could happen to me. And mm-hmm. like, he's said some truly horrible shit in his rants and his jokes. And his. Yeah. he's made a career on saying truly horrible shit. Yeah. And yet he was still hired. He was still brought on. Yeah. He, I mean, you can say that his was with the intention of comedy and satire, and like he was making fun of the shit that he was saying. Whereas Gina was very like, uh, Mm -hmm. this is what it was like kind of thing, as opposed to like making it. Yeah, in a joke but yeah i wonder like if he had said that same exact same thing and his style I, and his tone would he have been fired
2: i think he probably would have got a pass because i think they hired him with the understanding of who he was and that's kind of his thing it's just kind of being he's like an offensive comic right he's hilarious yeah. but he's that's edgy. just yeah. kind of his bag that's what he does so i imagine people are just kind of more accepting of him doing that um yeah it is unfortunate because i watched all those like what was it the gallery documentary for yeah. season one of the Mandalorian. There there's all these roundtable discussions and gina came off like super sweet and was so like thankful for being a part of it and like so like you know um complimentary of everyone she worked with so but then i guess she's a totally different beast on instagram so
0: yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's just it right it's the it is what it is you can't necessarily like you have to be so careful with what your opinions are which is in and of itself that's mm-hmm. exactly what gene is trying to fight yeah from my point of view like that's she she's against the whole idea of total complete censorship for um well maybe censorship is the not the right word but like having this big brother machine controlling you and what you're saying Mm-hmm. Which is essentially what was happening with her. Like, if you say the wrong thing, you get punished. Yeah, and but she's I'm, saying, "Hey, well, fuck that." <laughs> I, I
2: imagine, like, but in some ways too, like, like you're you're signing up to work with Disney. Like, Disney is a massive company. It's got a lot of rules, a lot of control. Like, it's different. You know what I mean? Running your Instagram, working on a Disney show versus being an MMA fighter are two very different things, and. I feel like, I don't even know why most celebrities do their own social media. Like, just get a publicist. Don't even bother. Like, it's not worth it. Yeah, You're already famous. You got a massive platform. You don't need to be constantly posting your real Instagram post. Just just don't worry about it. It's not worth it.
0: Yeah. And that's, I think I touched on this on a previous podcast as well, that that's the unfortunate part is that, you know, these, a lot of these artists are very passionate. I think as an artist, you have to be (laughs) in -hmm. order to truly get to a stage that you are being recognized and you are being offered these amazing opportunities. And no one will listen to you unless you're like, like if that was me saying these quotes or these tweets, like people would just keep scrolling. But because there's, uh, like you said, it comes with a certain amount of responsibility Mm -hmm. when you are in the public eye. And, uh, like, I think we talked about it with Bruce Valanche as well, that you need to like writing in Hollywood these days, you almost feel like you have to run everything by a complete team in order to get full approval to see, okay, how is this tweet going to be received by the people reading it? And I mean, the people very broadly, I mean, mm-hmm. like. This demographic, this demographic, this demographic, that demographic, this demographic. Uh, So there's so many different filters you have to apply when you're talking about anything, which, again, is a shame because she's got a message. She wants people to hear it. But that message may not align with the powers that hired her. So, yeah, it's it's, it's a finicky thing at the end of the day.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no...
0: Not much world. of a right or wrong answer, really, when you think about it. Like, like unless, like Bill said, it's some crazy racist style rant. Which, yeah. I didn't take that as you know, racist per se, prejudice, or even oh, maybe slightly ignorant. And in I, uh, ignorant, I mean, yeah. like, applying this it it like
2: a little, just like tone deaf. It's just kind of like, yes, I don't know. It just seemed like. One of those arguments, you just like it's just not a good argument. And there's like an old saying that if you evoke Hitler or the Holocaust, your your arguments automatically false or wrong because it's just such a common thing to just say like, you know, I don't know. It just seemed yeah like totally. A,
0: when you when you bring that up, like you automatically get this dark shadow ca- uh, cast upon yeah. you and what you're saying. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's. I likened it to the Joker in the Dark Knight when Batman says, "Let her go." And he goes, A very poor choice of words. Yeah. Because then he lets her go, quite literally. Yeah. As opposed to being like, okay, if I had worded this differently, I could have got my message across <laughs> in a quite a <laughs> different way than what the Joker was receiving that as and mm-hmm. literally letting her go. So it's like, yeah, Gina, we hear you, we get your message, but a very poor choice of words. So yeah. it just kind of fell into that pit for me unfortunately and so I didn't necessarily have a whole lot of sympathy when she got fired just like well you're playing the game and
1: you stepped in it I'm pretty indifferent about it
2: I'm just yeah I just don't even she wasn't that big of a character like no I do think if Disney was really concerned about it they just wouldn't say anything do you know what I mean like if season three started and you're like it probably take like four or five episodes to be like hey Cara dude's not in this like I don't think anyone would have really been too worked up about it no Uh,
1: like i don't have much to say on it because i really don't care (laughs) no it's just it's it's i'm indifferent on the whole thing yeah yeah yeah
2: for
0: sure so let's move right along
2: uh next on the docket uh star wars official youtube numbers are apparently awful and they seem to be just like Dropping like a bomb, just dwindling like crazy, and it may or may not be due to our last topic uh, with Gina Crono's, uh being let go. Apparently, a bunch of trolls are downvoting every single thing that pops up on the Star Wars YouTube channel right now. Not sure how I feel about that, but
0: yeah, it's uh, again battle of the trolls. It's kind of like the um, like the Reddit Wall Street kind of mm. gang almost. It sounds like uh, where um, you know, I feel so sorry for the host of the Star Wars. YouTube review channel because um, I don't believe the uh, downvotes are directed towards her, mm-hmm. but directed towards what she, who she works for, and who she represents. It's like when your cable or internet isn't working, and you get really pissed off, and you call your cable or internet provider, and you just start unleashing on that person who answers the phone, even though they have no real correction, uh, direction, or control or over power. the situation or power. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Um, But like, further numbers, uh, just looking at the main article here. um, Again, we post all of our articles in our uh, show notes as well. So if you want to get some context as to just what the fork we're talking about, um, then uh, check those out. But this one is basically saying that like, uh, there are channels that have almost infinitely less subscribers that are getting the same amount of views mm-hmm. on their videos than what Star Wars is right now um, which for Tw- like oh sorry like
2: what like 20,000 downvotes like like downvotes for these like
0: oh yeah like like there's one video here that has 2,000 upvotes 9.1000 downvotes um 2.8 upvotes 28,000 downvotes uh, so like just mat like these aren't small numbers that these are no. like it's not like fractional or, or even borderline, it's uh it's it's huge these downvotes that are uh that you know affect the algorithm between and like will affect a lot of the income of the Star Wars YouTube channel. So I can sense I can sense listen to me this Jedi ass uh, so that I am. Uh, I can sense a disturbance of the false and that um uh that some changes are on the horizon for uh, mm-hmm. the YouTube game because YouTube is a like a big player as far as content and, uh, uh, you know, probably the biggest outside of a lot of these streaming services, maybe even, mm-hmm. even bigger when you look at the sheer numbers of it. Um, so like the fact that they have 3.54 million subscribers and they're only getting like hundred uh, 100,000 views or 110,000 views,
2: guess like it's pretty pretty, low for, pretty small. For Star Wars.
0: Yeah. So like the earnings on these videos are to give you context for their highest uh one of their highest viewers, viewerships, uh from February twenty fourth, two hundred and fifty five thousand nine hundred and twenty five. Uh that's between sixty four dollars and a thousand dollars, which for like a machine that Disney and Star Wars is, mm-hmm. that's that's fucking nothing that won't that'll barely cover the you know the coffee runs for that yeah. entire <laughs> conglomerate it's so. it's
2: interesting how calculated disney is and i imagine they thought they would get some goodwill by letting her go very publicly to say like we don't agree with what she's saying we're taking a stand um but there's like a, it's a bit of a double-edged sword right because in some ways they could just let her go quietly and avoided all this um but then I don't know. What do you do?
0: Yeah, it's a hot mess. It truly is just a pile of garbage that they are dealing with and sifting through right now. And you know, they're they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. Really, in situations like that, because there's there's two sides to every story, and people Mm -hmm. sympathizing with uh, Gina Carano, um, people wanting the character Cara Dune back, people wanting the what gina carano represents and the freedom of speech to be Mm
1: -hmm. you know get its justice um i would actually like to see the percentages on the people who actually want to see cara doom back
2: (laughs) i feel like i feel like people only want her back now because she's been let go like honestly like if it was like part of the story and she died or just wasn't brought back like no one would care there wouldn't be these petitions it's just they yep. should just let it go. They should yeah. just like had a conversation with her in private and said, Hey, let it go. Let this it isn't go. working for us. You can go your own way. Sign this yeah. NDA. Done. No one would have cared.
0: Yeah. Give her like a little bit of a buyout. because um, I don't think unless there was something official in her contract like she was contracted maybe for Rangers of the New Republic. And I don't think there was anything even publicly released that she was going to be No, that was the star a rumor of show, that she her?
1: might be the lead of that, eh? Yeah, it's, it's also a, a rumor think,
2: yeah I don't think that was official and I think it was only because in the show um what was her official title that she when she got that badge
0: was it a ranger or was no she, um was it a ranger a marshal oh, marshal maybe yeah, or am I thinking of the marshal I know, I'm getting mixed up with um, the Caradoon, or sorry the Caradoon. Uh the uh timothy oliphant character yeah um, I, yeah.
2: I, I think, I'm wondering if she was called a ranger if she if or he was asking her to join the Rangers, and then maybe just that reference was what, you know, spurred the rumors.
1: Yeah, it could be. Yeah. But, but yeah, like you say, if they just opens like, the door for uh, RDJ to come oh in. Man.
0: Robert Downey Sindula, he's going to play yeah. there. Yeah, rumor is oh. he wants a Star Wars.
1: Oh, so, and what uh, he wants, he gets. Daddy made oh, him yeah, a lot of money, so... Daddy, daddy wants, daddy gets. He essentially, at this mm-hmm. point, though, in my opinion, he's a good actor, but at this point, he's he's kind of typecasted. He will be Tony Stark as a Star Wars character. <laughs> but Tony Stark is <laughs> like
2: just an overconfident Robert Downey Jr. Like it's oh, not totally.
1: Even, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the he's greatest s- cast. It's one of the greatest castings in my lifetime. He was it was almost to Tom Cruise. Role. Oh, my God. Was it really?
2: Yeah, Favreau had to fight for Robert Downey. Well, if wow. you think at the time, like, he had had... Quite the downward spiral and was slowly waking his way back up and hadn't really yeah. done anything really big or good At just before, you know, we see him as Iron Man now, but at that point, it was, he was, at, a, it was at a real turning point.
1: Yeah, yeah. Huh. Oh, God, I'm curious. A- Thank God we Ooh. dodged that
2: bullet. Just running Iron Man.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sprinting the entire time. I don't need the suit. I do my own stunts. Do I really need the jets? Do I need the jets?
2: Can we make yeah. a real Iron Man suit and I'll fly in it? <laughs>
1: canopy, uh, canopy, 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 canopy
0: <laughs> uh, I am dangerous. Fair, nose. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I can fly. I didn't know that he actually. You know, in uh, this is going off top. This is bad. In mission, the recent, most recent Mission Impossible, where he flies a helicopter.
0: Okay. I haven't seen he's... the most recent one, but I uh, well he actually I learned can imagine how to fly that a he was fly helicopter. He learned how
2: to fly a helicopter and did like some crazy stunt and spiral and, he and everything. Of course he so did. That's the only benefit if he was Iron Man, he would made a real Iron Man suit.
0: Yeah. But then, you know, he'd use that for Scientology and the takeover and he would get a bunch of those robots to come in and just like Point their guns at crowds and
1: say it's
2: just he makes the suit and just Remain calm.
1: Hubbard. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what's 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 uh oh in Iron Man 2, what's the other arms guy? The claw Justin Hammer. Justin, Hammer. Justin Hammer. Hammer. I totally could have seen Tom Cruise playing Justin Hammer.
2: That is the most underrated character that that yeah. I would love to see come back.
1: Yeah. I could agree yeah. with that, yeah. I love yeah. this one. We call it the ex-wife. <laughs> he's just a smarmy bastard too wasn't he yeah yeah
0: it's great casting i love that that. all right andy what do we got for the obi watch obi watch obi
1: watch obi watch help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope okay two things um first thing is there's some rumors this is reported on a star wars fan page um it comes from the illuminati which we can talk about another day. It's a Um, good
2: source.
1: Yeah. Illuminarity shared in a report stating that Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi will supposedly have a recurring role in the Disney plus Star Wars live action series. Andor. I don't really see a recurring. Could he appear? Sure. I don't see him as being recurring because I am to believe that Andor takes place before the events of Rogue One. It would have to. He fucking dies. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's the whole Jimmy Schmidt Organa scene where him and Mothma says, I need your friend, the the Jedi. He's like, I'll call for him, right? And then he sends Leia for for Obi-Wan, which leads us into A New Hope. So I can't see a recurring role. However, you never know. Um, They could tie this into premiering the Obi-Wan series in some small way, some little small cameo. I could potentially see that. Um, But I'll get your guys' thoughts on that in just a second. The other piece of news that we have... Is, I hope I'm saying her name right, but it's Indira Varma, cast in a secret role in um, the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So she is the third confirmed casting, in addition to Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Um, some may remember Indira Varma from her role as Elias Sand, Sand in Game of Thrones. Um, and I know, Pat, oh. you sent out a really interesting uh, little meme there earlier about the Sand family, the Martels taking over Star Wars, because she was the love of Prince Obrin, who is our beloved Dindarjan, the Mandalorian. So she is also making her way into the Star Wars universe. Um, and what do you guys think of, first, Obi-Wan, Andor? And then second, when we get to the Obi-Wan series, what do you think of Andira... Varma coming in, and what do you think her role will be? Who do you think she is? I
0: want to say Duchess Satine. Um, sorry, I'm just going right for the most immediate question first because that's on the top of my head right now. Yeah, fuck you, right? I think like that's what everyone thinks. However, because of that fact, I think they're going to throw a curveball to us and it's going to be something else, maybe. I don't know. But that being said, it could be Duchess Satine and like some flashbacks. Um, Uh, so like which may give and I've seen this on a couple of nerd resources see if I can find it here real quick Uh, I think uh, okay I can't find it now but someone had said that this could lead to perhaps some kind of Obi-Wan offspring Mm. which could be a point of the Obi-Wan series in him showing a flashback scene with Duchess Satine and that kind of tying along with a couple, uh, you know, a couple little treasure hunt items for Obi-Wan to uncover perhaps okay. a hidden child. I, I have
1: to say this. I have to say this. I have been adamant in this podcast and to everyone in Rise of Skywalker, which is its own issue. I know it's all the rumors of like rebooting it and rewriting it and mm-hmm. what the original plan was for the trilogy, blah, 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 blah. There I'm fully no in plan. support. I'm fully in support of it. <laughs> I'm fully really in support of it. <laughs> yes, and. But I, my dream all the way along is that Rey would have been the granddaughter of Obi-Wan. Oh. And how interesting would it be with all these like subtle retwists to that trilogy to try to kind of like reframe things. I know, Pat, you've touched on the world between worlds and like mm. already disproving Rise of Skywalker. Clearly, J.J. Abrams tried to ri- correct ryan with an eye johnson all the way through the final movie um but possibly is I can see it. the emperor's I mean, wife <sighs> the love child of obi-wan so therefore ray is part mm. part obi-wan i would love for that to happen it's probably a stretch but that's just my own secret see I would be fine Ob-
2: if they like have very very subtle references to the sequel trilogy but only speculation, they never fully reference it, and just build this whole world, this gap of time between Jedi and that time and get so far into this world in between that at the very end, they can kind of be like, oh, yeah, and this happened, so that didn't. <laughs> like You know what I mean? Make <laughs> yeah. it Stretch it out so long that you don't even remember the sequel trilogy. I don't even think they need to really come out and outwardly say, like, we're cutting this, we're adding this. We'll just build this whole world that happened between Jedi and the sequel trilogy and expand that world so much and make it so interesting that you don't even think about the sequel trilogy anymore.
0: Yeah. It's like an afterthought almost to be like, you're just so enthralled with this new storyline, this new direction that it's taking this new kind of, um, uh, you know, you'd almost think of the prequels or sorry, the sequels. Fuck. I always do that. The sequels as kind of like what the original Spider-Man movies were to the Mm -hmm. Marvel cinematic universe where, it's just yeah. kind of like yeah, they're Marvel, they're fun, they're their own thing, but like the Kevin Feige style MCU Marvel Universe mm-hmm. where you know involved the infinity stones and all that. Like at the end of that, you're not necessarily thinking that Spider-Man is tied back to those movies at all. Yeah. It's just kind of its own thing. Uh, I mean, that being said though, I would I think Finn didn't get a fair shake. I don't think Ray got a fair shake. I think she was like Placed too high on a pedestal, I think they could have like maybe shared some of that load, so to speak, with some of the other characters. Give some more depth to some of the other people along the way, including Kylo Ren and Ben Solo. And I mean, I was upset
2: because of all the fan speculation, but as much as I hated the Last Jedi, or yeah, the Last Jedi, um, I thought it was an interesting choice to make her nobody, because it meant that anyone could you know, aspire to the force, you know, or, or do the right thing because, you know, in some ways before we knew about Luke's background, that was Luke, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And and that's, that's the point of the hero's journey. When you, when these authors are writing for, um, the, for something like the hero's journey, you are supposed to make the main character empty, essentially. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be like, you're not supposed to necessarily give them right out of the gate, this rich enthralling backstory or this stuff behind the scenes that makes them who they are per se. They're supposed to be like an avatar for the reader, for the watcher, someone that you can empathize with and someone that you could see yourself being very easily. So... And that works more in like literature than it does for cinematic, perhaps cinematic Mm -hmm. reasons. But like Luke Skywalker, when he first met him, wasn't an interesting guy. He was sitting in his aunt and uncle's place playing with his toys, just (laughs) dreaming of a better a better life, which Mm -hmm. every single person, whether you have absolutely nothing or whether you have more, everyone wants to get more and be better and do Mm -hmm. amazing things. So Luke Skywalker was an avatar for everybody, especially the nerd. Like Mm -hmm. the nerd is like, yes, I feel like I have so much more to offer, but I don't know how to do that. And then Mm -hmm. here comes the wizened old mentor, hands you a lightsaber, and suddenly you are amazing. And Mm -hmm. so everyone's just waiting for that, that kind of moment to be like, wow. So Mm -hmm. like you said, I think, I think that was a good thing of Ryan Johnson's as much as I, it almost pains me to say it. Yeah, I know. Because uh, Andy...
2: <laughs> I don't want to give him anything.
0: I know, I know. It's like, it would have been, but... it would have been so much like a, oh, cool, she's she's Obi-Wan's granddaughter. But at the same time, it's like stylistically and artistically, like, okay, yeah. she could be anyone. Now, I think they did a very poor job of that in Force Awakens.
1: I think it's almost like... Ah, maybe they didn't. I don't know. But I feel like... like the See, payoff... that's the problem with the whole trilogy and the jumping between the directors.
2: There was no vision.
1: Is like I No consistent I, no. vision. Yeah. I think I would have been okay for her to be no one if they just would have stuck the whole way to her There's being no one yeah. and not kind of alluding that she's someone. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's, then it's, like it's... dangling that fucking carrot around and then like JJ yeah. just like recorrecting it in the final movie. Like I just... Yeah it, and it, I th- it struggled with it.
2: And I and I didn't like the disdain that Ryan did it with. He it wasn't just like oh she's nobody. It's like literally Kylo saying like look over the past, kill it like which is directly to the fans who had these fan theories, right? But it's like <laughs> they were all there like the fact that, you know, the lightsaber was drawn to her. Everyone seemed to know her. You know, Leia looked at her. Han looked at her in a certain way. Yeah. Was like, mm, I know. Right. you. Like, and there was so much, you know, we didn't – it didn't come out of thin air, this speculation. It was all the seeds were set. Um And yeah. I think in an interview at some point later on, Daisy Ridley said that there was supposed to be some connection to Obi-Wan. That's what it was told to her Um but it was never fully fleshed out. There was something that JJ had said like, "Oh, this is what I'm hoping." Um, but they just kind of <sighs> let a new director take it. And Ryan was just like, "All your fan theories, those are dumb." Like it's like, "No, it's it doesn't not make a fan me. theory. You put it in the plot." That doesn't but make me feel better. <laughs> back to back to the one. Um, I I t- I hope there's not too much connection with stuff before. I think I like if it's like a subtle, like he's keeping tabs on the rebels and knows what's going on and maybe giving them some notes. Um, I kind of like the, you know, Obi-Wan being on his own and kind of sad and maybe doing some small adventures on Tatooine and keeping an eye on Luke or I don't know. Yeah. Having- I don't, I don't want to undermine what he was when a new hope starts. I don't want to have like all these adventures and a huge like, connection to the Rebels in the lead-up. I kind of like that this was his last hurrah and wanted to redeem himself.
1: I don't think he's going to have a huge connection to the Rebels, but I'd be interested to see how they tie Hayden Christensen in mm-hmm. because they've they've yeah. teased it as the the rematch of the century. Mm-hmm. So I,
2: I think that could still work. I think that could still be yeah. like early on. He's still much more hopeful and thinks he can contribute and he thinks he can turn Anakin and goes one last time Yeah, And then can't and sees what he's really become. And it's just like, okay, I guess I'm going back to Tatooine.
1: And also, I also like the idea in the Obi-Wan to really expand as much as it's about Obi-Wan. It hopefully will give Hayden Christensen a chance Mm -hmm. to do some redemption. I think we're going to get some Christensen mask off time and a lot of reflection on Padme. Mm -hmm. I mean, no one's really talked about it, but it would be interesting if there's any Natalie Portman like type work done even if it's very subtle like any voiceover work or just anything to sort of add to his torment and his ptsd Mm -hmm. and and different things like i think we can get some really good there's a lot of stuff written out there and a lot of stuff that's theorized about like vader going to visit Tadme's uh grave and just different things Mm -hmm. like i'd like to see more of that how he's coping and that conflict Mm -hmm. that he has with what he's done and what he's become type Mm -hmm. of thing
2: yeah, it could so, seem like having a hologram of her saying some sort of like meaningless thing, but just playing it on loop.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. Like over yeah, and even, over again. Even if they did something like that, like she re reacted, like redid basically a something from the Clone Wars. I mm-hmm. think that would be a nice little addition. But yeah. like Natalie Portman acting what her animated counterpart did in yeah, the show yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. thing. Um something like that I think would be really good. My only kind of caveat with the this this rematch of the century between them would be tying back to a new hope's line when vader meets up with obi-wan mm. saying when we last met i was but the learner now i am the master like yeah okay what phase is that going to be at that you can still consider yourself a learner so again i'm kind of deconstructing going from i'm i'm taking it from this ultimate fight and trying to deconstruct it as to how it would effectively get there like from a storytelling point of view and i think in order for it to fully Mm -hmm. make sense it would have to be at a time where vader slash anakin is still very conflicted and vader has just taken over he is just fully committed to being vader to learning this dark side of the force to uh if they take this legends theory or this Legends shit that uh darth vader is an incomplete sith he will never be a full sith because he can't use force lightning. He can't fully embrace the dark side because he mm. is a, um, he, he's not a full human. He's not a full person. He's mechanical. He's machine. Uh, they dipped into that in the Legacy of the Force, Fate of the Jedi with uh, Lumaya, which is this other Legends character that I think could be very, very interesting. And someone who maybe this, uh, Erdina, or is that her name? That's another person who I think she could play if they introduce Lumaya, who Mm. was a kind of like, um, I think she was a TIE fighter pilot and Luke Skywalker shot her down. Mm. And she ended up getting like mutilated as a result of this, but was reconstructed and then had this like huge battle. But she was a force, like she's force sensitive. And then ultimately became this like dark lady of the Sith who ended up teaching Jason Solo. The uh, Kind of introducing him to the dark side And the ways of the Sith And she was the one informing him Yeah, like, you're You are the complete picture You are a whole person Your grandfather, Darth Vader He had similar ideals In that, you know, wanted peace for the galaxy But he could never master it all Because of his uh, To put a word on it Disability mm-hmm. In that he had, you know He was more He had mechanical parts keeping him alive as opposed to being like a whole person connected to the force he was he, he essentially that part of him essentially died when uh, uh, he got hacked in pieces in mustafar there so if they if they bring that shit kind of back coming back to my mm-hmm. big longling long rant here um, having Anakin come to terms with that or sorry mm-hmm. having Vader come to terms with that and fully committing To trying to be like to prove everyone wrong that yes he can be the biggest baddest sith of them all and having that chip on his shoulder and being extra angry and extra pissed off so you know he meets up with obi-wan again and that's when this this rematch of the century comes in when he's like uber pissed and because he's Mm -hmm. so pissed he loses focus and then obi-wan gets away into Mm -hmm. hiding away he goes again but yeah
2: yeah Yeah, I could see the fight going either, you know, Obi-Wan kind of gives up similar to what he does in A New Hope, but Anakin can't do it. He can't kill him, even though, you know what I mean? Or um, Obi-Wan does defeat him, like you say, and Anakin's just so furious. He's just, you know, swinging with so much anger and just not focused and he can't beat Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan has the chance to kill him. I guess, again, um, but can't do it. And maybe just says, you know, you still have so much to learn and then leaves him. Mm.
0: Um, yeah. But yeah, Qui-Gon it's going to somehow. And yeah, then, it's going to be uh,
2: tricky because like I feel like if he could beat Anakin in a lightsaber battle again, why wouldn't he? I don't know. It just, yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. Hopefully it's. Nothing I can predict. Hopefully, oh, it's just something totally cool, and that's
0: just it. It's like I, I'm trying not to get my hopes up too, too much for it because I want it to make sense. I want it to look cool. I want it to, you know what? No, I want it to mostly make sense. It mm. could be like, uh, you know, a quick, quick little battle. It doesn't have to be that twenty minute Mustafar fight that we got in uh, Revenge of the Sith. It could just be like a nice little, a nice little mini duel or so. But thematically like it has to make sense for me in order to fully enjoy it and fully justify it. Um, you know
2: it could be interesting is if say Obi-Wan just tries to talk to um, Anakin and doesn't actually take out his lightsaber but the entire time Anakin is trying to kill him and he's just like dodging it the whole time and just trying right. to talk to him and trying to talk to him and the whole time Anakin or Darth Vader is like swinging at him destroying everything around him and just is getting so exhausted and just can't do it. Um until like, you know, he's almost collapsing, and then Obi Wan just kind of takes his mask off, just to see his eyes one last time, just to see if he's still there. Yeah. But ooh, maybe it. Felony, I know you're listening, yeah. so uh,
1: take some <laughs> notes. <but. laughs>
2: I'll get that one for free. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. Everybody gets a one. The other thing, too, I mean, like, it's one of those. It's it's I I gotta curb my expectations, like Pat said. Like, I'm really excited for it. It's it's the show I'm waiting for the most. Yeah, and as much as I want, like I love nostalgia, and I like <laughs> I tossed out Natalie Portman's name, but then there's there's rumors about like Ray Park and Darth Maul, and then there's rumors about uh, Liam Neeson and Mace Windu. Could Samuel Jackson, We're always talking about Samuel Jackson. When's the mm-hmm. f- hell is Sammy J going to show up in a Star Wars? We all know it's <laughs> coming at some point, <laughs> right? Like it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but like you don't want to saturate this thing yeah just with so much old content that I don't know like again like I, I totally agree with you guys it has to make sense and yeah, it is uh, it's a limited series we're talking what six episodes at the most mm-hmm. um yeah so it's I, a lot I, of has shit to make, make sense. sense in there so and you know and I, I would like to see a Liam Neeson cameo for sure because we have not seen Liam Neeson since episode one mm-hmm. um and I think it would make sense in terms of like what was said um at the end of Revenge of the Sith with Yoda saying commune with Qui-Gon mm-hmm. and Yoda communed with Qui-Gon in the animated series um so I feel like Liam Neeson would make a lot of sense but yeah. um I don't want to saturate it with just all that stuff I know I'd like it in the moment because it would be yeah. oh fuck everyone's back and this is so cool but in terms of like longevity and how I view it in the long run mm-hmm. I don't think it's a it's a good way to go yeah um I I like that Obi-Wan's going to be in uh, Andor as well that kind of well maybe we don't know Uh, that's the rumor
0: that he is him and
1: ahsoka are supposedly both going to be in andor now oh okay Um, so if that that's what i was thinking so if that's true that they're both going to be in andor um i feel like that's that could be the setup for obi-wan and obi-wan wanting to appeal to anakin we've talked about it before you pat and i like in terms of it being a very somber reunion between obi-wan and ahsoka And is there potential in the Ahsoka, like not in the Ahsoka series because it comes after, but is there potential that Ahsoka has some sort of meeting with Anakin, some sort of flashback scene that maybe we see in the Obi-Wan series that makes sense with the end of Andor. So Ahsoka Mm -hmm. has found Obi-Wan on Tatooine at the end of Andor to be able to say like, you need to do this or I still think there's good in him or blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And then we see that conversation, we see Ahsoka's, Connection to Anakin as a flashback in the Obi-Wan series.
0: They had such a nice little tie up at the end of Clone Wars. Even though it wasn't directly, it wasn't face to face necessarily with them. Like when Vader got to that planet that was already iced over. And he picks up the lightsaber. And he picks up the lightsaber. I know. He looks up at the sky and you can see his eyes through the helmet. Mm Mm-hmm just because of the light this like when you're looking at sunglasses the right way you can see someone's eyes kind of thing it's like yeah. it was like that effect i thought yeah. that was like a very kind of like oof. again so we, we don't want to saturate it to right be. we don't I want to saturate
2: it, it. Exactly. i get it I, th- I think the ahsoka series i think ahsoka i think they're gonna leave her connection with anakin um i could see her you know chatting with obi-wan and having that meeting but i still i think it'll be obi-wan that's gonna say that i think i can
0: yeah Fair. still
2: get him to go like to, you know
0: that's going to be the showdown of the century right there. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that, that communication between them, whatever it is. Um, but I think the, I think the whole, uh, a big part of Andor is going to be, Andor is the one who finds Obi-Wan by accident per se, finds his exact location and his mission is, and I do the running motion right now, his mission. uh, It's going to be like a spy mission, kind of like what Rogue One was. Mm-hmm. Him getting that information back to Bail Organa to then say, like, I know like, I know where Obi-Wan is. And then... Well, they, I think it,
2: Bail already knows, right? Yeah, well, he was he at that knew, meeting. He just said, or, I'm going or... to
0: Tatooine. And then who knows necessarily... Like, that was like 19 years in yeah, between yeah. the end of Episode 3 and... Rogue One, where Bale yeah. comes back and says, um, "You know, uh, I'll send, I'll send for," because nineteen years is a long, long flipping time to be like, I, "Hey, yeah. you know what? I think I got, I think I remember a guy twenty years ago." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me go see if he's at his old address. There's got to be some kind of definite reason to him for him to like uh, have that mission to go find Obi Wan and to send his daughter to those like.
1: Very rather specific coordinates, kind of thing. So, do you mm-hmm. think there's any potential of I'm just putting it out there, but do you think there's any potential of Hayden Christensen having some sort of cameo in Andor?
2: I hope so. I, I, I love everyone, it's like everyone's favorite scene of Rogue One is seeing how powerful and terrifying Darth Vader is compared to just Rebels with blasters. And I would love that specter of Vader to kind of hover over all of and all the Andor show, like. Yeah. You're basically, any mission they're doing, they're doing as fast as they can before Vader shows up. Yeah, he um, is the consequence. Because as soon as he shows up, it's you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they reference that in A New Hope, like how he's like, he's basically the, the Emperor's thug. Like, he just goes in and does the Emperor's bidding. He's the heavy. He comes in and just messes things up. So, I just love this kind of, like, horror movie kind of element to it that he's just lingering in the shadows and there's that absolute fear and tension all the time you know vader shows up and maybe that's the through line to get obi-wan involved is like you know maybe these rebels don't really know what a jedi is and like yeah he had this laser sword and he was grabbing people with their hands and like you know and then they're like oh wait i think i know someone who could help us and that's why they Mm, want obi-wan that's cool
1: that's cool what, what oh. is the timeline? I'm not quite sure. What, did, have we heard timelines on the shows? Andor is first. When is Andor? Mm-hmm. When does it take place? No, no, no. Like release. Uh, I, I don't it, think
0: there is anything. I think it's 2022 for just about everything. I don't think both. there is okay. any release really? schedules.
2: For some reason, I was thinking it was going to be this year, but I guess they're not using the volume this, like for Andor. They're doing full-on sets, and it's, I think, going to take a lot more work.
1: Yeah. I think mm. uh, I think twenty twenty two is like yeah we got Boba Fett book of Boba Fett at Christmas time. I think Mandalorian is supposed to be within the first few months of
2: 2022.
1: 2022. Mm-hmm. But they got so many shows coming, like it wouldn't surprise me to see a I'll bunch be curi- of them.
2: I'd be curious to see which ones end up happening because that seems to be a thing with a lot of these big events. They announce all these shows and and movies and.
1: I think for sure, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka. Well, well,
2: yeah, the stuff that's filming for sure. Um, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm curious.
0: You know. I've not heard anything about Lando. Um, right. No. I think that'd right. be great. I'd love, I, I'd be very curious to see how it all comes together. But I think that might be like, a, uh, like what Ant-Man essentially was in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where it's just kind of like a fun little character who yeah. may have, he has some, you know, some pretty big impact in the universe as a whole, as a whole but he's not like, you know he's not like a Captain America
1: kind of thing. Yeah. Whoa, you're Captain America. Hi. I'm <laughs> shaking your hand too long.
2: <laughs> Thanks for thanking of me.
1: <laughs> yeah. All <laughs> right, oh, that's a great casting
2: for sure. Um, I was gonna say, so the the sand person, you were speculating who she could be playing,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. Is Ventress still alive? That is one of the rumors that, it, that she could be Ventress.
0: I think Ventress did die somewhere, but I don't think mm. it's like, well, it, again, timelines are so fluid in this, in this new reality now. Yeah. Um, a quick look on Wikipedia tells me that she died. What um, I read,
1: though, is that they, the, the main theories out there is that she'll be either Duchess Satine or Ventress. Yeah. That's a lot of people's like, main two theories.
0: I could see her more as a Duchess Satine personally but uh she's fairly villainous on uh game of thrones she was oh, yeah she? yeah
1: oh yeah it's funny on game of thrones we never actually saw her die we just she's left she, there we assume she's rotted and watched her daughter live to watch her daughter rot
2: well she probably for sure got torched if she was still there oh the she'd
1: end. be dead inside the castle yeah yeah
2: oh yeah spoiler Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh Okay,
0: so she was in the book Dark Disciple in 2015 Yeah, quick look here Doesn't say if she is dead Maybe maybe that'll be a correction for next week We don't do corrections anymore Uh Yeah, I'll look into that for next week To see exactly a little bit more about Saj Ventress and see if she was actually um, If she was killed Or what happened to her totally I do want to read that Dark Disciples book Because it's uh, yeah. Supposed to be very, very good and especially it's it's actually based on an eight episode arc that was supposed to be for uh the next season of Clone Wars after like mm. before it got cancelled when Disney bought out everything. Uh so they, they turned this story arc into a book. Um that's this Dark Disciple thing. But um yeah, it's uh, ultimately did not come to fruition. Um but yeah, no, it's uh good things ahead. Good things ahead.
1: So thanks for talking obi watch with me, boys. Um, I didn't expect it to take that long of our, that much of our podcast talking fully about Obi-Wan, but it is my favorite thing. So I could probably talk every week about Obi-Wan and fill the hour. So thank you for humoring me. This was a gift to me. Um, You're welcome. Yes. Thanks. Thank you. But also thank to everyone who's listening with us today. Um, As always, we always appreciate it. And please, please punch that subscribe button and give us a rating.
2: And and be sure to check out our YouTube channel. They can be found in our show notes.
0: You can also find us on Instagram at Good Morning Alderon, same as Facebook. And if you have any any questions at all or things you want us to dig into a little bit more, or even any corrections, you can fire our way. Uh send those to any DM inbox you can find or our email address, GMalderon at gmail.com. Once again. I'm Pat, and on behalf of my co-hosts Andy and Ryan, I also want to say thanks for listening and hey
1: always be a Jedi in the streets and a Sith in the sheets. Good night, everybody bye-bye. Bye.